1: So I introduced the kids to Wallace and Gromit the other day. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Cheese. Che- cheese. Not even Wensleydale. Yes. Uh, it was a lot of cheese. It was a lot of crackers. And it was a lot of adorableness. I have to say those those films pretty much stand up pretty well but there were four short films. I only remembered there being three. I'd only seen three. The fourth one is the weak one of the batch. Fourth one comes right out. That's, That's why you forgot it. That no, I never saw it. I swear I would have remembered it. Like it's a serial killer one. So you you tend to remember things with serial killers. But I noticed a phenomenon after <laughs> Phenomenon. <sighs> I almost thought you were going to guess what I was talking about. Then, then you did the no. phenomena thing, <laughs> and now that's distracted me because <laughs> it's more interesting. But no, my phenomenon is this: the Wallace and Gromit theme. Can you sing it off the top of your head? No. 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 You can't. And yet, after seeing it, it was caught in my head on a loop, and we were all singing it just over and over and over again. A day goes by, it's gone. It's not like the Monty Python theme. It's not like a bunch of other, like, you know, Gravity Falls theme. I cannot. And so I listened to it again on Spotify. I was like, <laughs> let, me, let me listen to it. I heard it, got caught in my head. Day later, gone. Cool. It just. Whew. So if you ever want a song that can be like it's a 24 hour bug of an earworm. And then it just never comes back again. Wilson and Gromit theme. Okay. Right. And who are you? Uh, Kate, the Confused. Yes, Yes, and I'm Betsy, who will explain in a minute. Uh, (laughs) Yes, and this is Fuse 8 and Kate, the podcast where we talk about children's picture books and whether they are... Cheese? Or... Not cheese. Exactly, which is another way of saying good or bad. (laughs) Um, Now, I bring up Walls and Gromit because that theme song, that music, I feel would be the perfect accompaniment to today's book. We haven't done a british picture book in a while right we haven't done an import in a little while it's been a while it's been a while it's been a while said stained hmm yes uh <laughs> i should have actually looked up how long it's been and then didn't so it's it could okay. it, it could literally have been like
0: 3 weeks ago i i don't know i i just in don't a pandemic know. who knows what time is anymore <laughs> what is time
1: <laughs> anyway on that note allow me to pull out this lovely little british book a boobadubadubadubadubadubadubadub
0: Mr. Grumpy's outing. Nope. Mr. Gumpy's outing. Yep. (laughs) (laughs) Bye. John Burningham. It
1: is the most, yes, every single person who looks at this goes, Mr.
0: Grumpy. Yeah.
1: Because there's no such thing as the name Gumpy. There's
0: also no such thing thing as Burningham, but there is a Burning Man. Can I call him John Burning Man? Yes, this is Mr.
1: Grumpy's (laughs) outing by John Burning Man. (laughs) Well, this book just got a lot more interesting right? real fast. That's right. I, I, I'm fascinated by the choice of Gumpy. I've never met a Gumpy. It sounds like Gumby and Grumpy combined.
0: Right? Or like Forrest Gump.
1: Yeah, but this came out in 1970. So I'm not going to impugn its honor by placing it anywhere in the vicinity of Forest Gump whatsoever. Okay. However, uh, no, there are there is literally nothing in this book that is similar to Forrest Gump. <laughs> oh, I'll I think find something. Okay, the challenge is on. Go read that book. Okay. While Kate does her read, let me give you some background information on Mr. John Burningham, uh, who died not that long ago. He died in 2019 at the ripe old age of 82. And here is the kicker. His wife is Helen Oxenberry, the very same woman, who illustrated, we're going on a bear hunt. What a very comfortable couple that seems, right? Their their books just seem so comfy together. Now, he was born in 1936. He was a conscientious objector to World War II. And then we get to the part of his bio that involves some very silly words. All right, listen to me. This is what I have to tell you. When he started making children's books, his publisher, which was called Jonathan Cape, was looking for someone to illustrate a forthcoming children's adventure serial called Chitty Chitty Bang Bang that was written by Ian Fleming, good friend of Roald Dahl, uh, and the most successful author at that time, right? So Fleming had suggested the cartoonist Trog, that's already good, of the Daily Mail, but the newspaper wouldn't allow the illustrator of their popular fluke strip, they're just making up words at this point, Uh, to work for an author whose James Bond stories were adapted as a comic strip for its arch-rival, the Daily Express. Are you still with me? Because as you imagine, um, the happy ending to the story is that John Burningham was the one who illustrated the adventure serial Chitty Chitty Bang Bang. So that's kind of a fun little tie-in. And just to round us off, he won the British equivalent of the Caldecott. That's the Kate Greenaway medal. And he won it in 1963 and 1970, making him the very first illustrator to win it twice. The first, he won for the book Borka, The Adventures of a Goose with No Feathers, and why is that not in print here, people? It was named one of the top ten winning works for the 50th anniversary of its medal. His second was Mr. Gumpy's Outing. Ho, ho and we're back yeah
0: ba-do, mm.
1: i should be singing the waltz and gromit theme but i didn't look it up and i still don't know
0: it you could sing the the forrest gump song now i've got do, like the bridge do, do, on the river quai
1: do, 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 do. <laughs> i don't know why there's no bridge in this book so. no there's water not. though
0: there's water yay water and there are similarities between Forrest Gump and Mr. Gumpy. Are there now? They both star a man. Okay, a white man. A white man. That's true. Named Mr. Gumpy, mm-hmm. and oh, yeah, both call him Mister. Both, both own a boat. Oh uh, wait, does Forrest own a boat? Is that yeah. at the at very end? Bubba Gump, Bubba oh, Gump shrimp. Where I remember
1: this is at the very very end, he, right he when he's gets all a rich boat and
0: he names it Jenny. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I only saw that movie once and then what?
1: never saw it again. Look, it's the Black Panther scene, man. I can't take it. What? It paints the Black Panthers
0: terribly, that movie. It's terrible. So because of that, you're not going to watch the entire movie? Oh, yeah.
1: Well, I've got other issues with it, too. It's, yeah. No. I got I got issues
0: with Forrest Gump. Anyway, that's a whole nother conversation. So, we I meet, gotta know, I have less issues with Mr. Gumpy. <laughs> we, we meet Mr. Gumpy, who owns a boat and mm-hmm. lives in a house by the river. And sure, one day he goes out He's on the British, boat, of course. And yeah. there are these two random kids, yeah.
1: I don't even know if he knows these children.
0: It just says, the kids say, May we come with you? said the children, mm-hmm. so not. His as a, children, a unit
1: no they're just kids surf around they're
0: just random flying children <laughs> their feet never touch the ground they it could just, be leaping that could be a mid leap just
1: elevate maybe they leapt into the air in a balletic type of move
0: it's weird though because okay so he says yeah you can come but don't squabble i
1: love that word i was like
0: oh okay that's an interesting command
1: it is it's a weird one i don't know that i've ever told my children not to squabble
0: and then well and then a rabbit that can talk says can i come along and he says yes but don't hop about well that's fair so now okay it's his boat (laughs) i think maybe the copy editor forgot to like check the name of this guy. I'm pretty sure it's supposed to be grumpy. <laughs> I think there's a mistake that there should be an R But in his there. expression is so calm. Um, He's smiling for most of this book. Oh, I see. While- so you think it's between gritted teeth? N- maybe. Yeah. I don't know, because I- and then we meet this disgustingly looking cat. It is the most awful illustration of a cat. I thought it
1: was really pretty with the red head, but you think that might be... um head here's the thing
0: he does these some of his illustrations are so awful they're mm. just bad really the cat and the dog i hate really but then he does these other il- illustrations of a pig a calf and a goat that and are the
1: greenhouse in- you have to admit the greenhouse is pretty at the very beginning the, the little green cottage you don't like the green cottage no see that's what gets me into the book is that beautiful misty green cottage i love that
0: thing meh really okay it, all right but then you see like this cat and this dog that are just like po- it's like a four-year-old illustrate them i don't understand <laughs> but anyway the cat's like can i come and he's like yeah the dog's like can i come he's like yeah so far this is just an enthralling book I'm really <laughs> captivated by what's going on here uh then we come across a pig which is a cool illustration it's of a very
1: pig. cool illustration of a pig
0: and the pig's like can kind i have a cool illustration
1: of ivy too it looks like little throwing stars
0: and the and the farmer's like, "Yeah, you can come, but don't muck about." What does that even mean? Muck about? Just don't be a pig, apparently. I, there's can, no muck on a boat. You can come, but don't be yourself. Then the sheep is like, "Hey, can I is there space for me?" And the guy's like, "Yeah, but don't keep bleeding." <laughs> whoa. So, whoa, buddy, this is the first time that he's actually telling the animal to stop doing something that
1: they're already doing. Right. Yeah. Again. I don't know that pig might have been mucking I, he might even have been mucking about you don't even know what mucking I is i don't know what mucking is i know
0: <laughs> but then i i don't know he's he's just being very rude i think yeah <laughs> it's he, his boat like
1: if someone's adding, well they're not they are asking though they're saying no they're not being that polite they're actually just saying do, do you hey have, can i get on your boat
0: i do you, well the sheep says do you have a place for me and that is like, very
1: nice actually how they say that yes don't yes. keep bleeding <laughs> don't keep bleeding. mr
0: Grumpy. <laughs> i just feel like you know if where was this guy when he met the lady that swallowed a fly because Mm -hmm. i feel like he could have told her to shut her mouth and that'd be the end of the book (laughs) mr
1: gumpy tells all mr gumpy corrects every other picture book in the
0: room only shut your mouth (laughs) and she did (laughs) the end the end not much of a rhyme to that then we get some chicken well it says chickens but that is clearly a rooster and yeah the tail is rooster-esque right it's
1: a it's a rooster i mean chickens have combs as well this comb is not particularly huge but the tail indicates that it's a rooster rooster not that i know my roosters very well but But, yeah the uh, other one's a chicken though well yes well isn't a rooster a kind of chicken though hens and roosters are male and female chickens right but you wouldn't look at a rooster and say that's a chicken sure i would if i was gonna eat it you don't say, I'm going to have a delicious rooster dinner, but you eat the dang thing. You should say that. I'm going to have some rooster for dinner.
0: And that would make everyone go, oh, interesting. Yeah. Interesting. How is it different? Hmm. It's not. <laughs> anyway, They're all chickens. So the chickens are like, can we come too? And he says, yes, but don't flap. Again, don't be yourself. Don't, don't, don't follow. Don't, don't follow your, your. Don't will. be you. Yeah. Don't be you. <laughs> be what i want and then the calf which is my favorite illustration is of the calf
1: you baffle me i cannot tell what you think is a good or bad illustration
0: i think this one's really cool it is very cool with like the ink splatter across the body anyway now he's got a cool style but then the calf says can you make room for me and at this point I the answer is
1: no because you are pretty exactly yeah you don't put a calf on there you've already got that's just asking for trouble Besides, nobody seems to want to go anywhere they're just out for a lovely They just want to paddle. get on the boat. Just want to paddle on the boat. Yeah. I mean, it's a very boring day, and it, what but else he's is there to do? he's got so
0: many animals on this boat, you would think he would have said, sorry, there's not any room. But no, he says yes if you don't trample about. Maybe he's a pushover.
1: Maybe he just can't say no
0: to anybody. He's just a guy who can't say no. I don't know. He doesn't have any kids. He doesn't have a significant <laughs> other. So again we don't know that
1: we don't oh and in fact that will come up a little later the question of if he has a significant
0: other or not okay all right, all right. well uh apparently there's enough room on this boat for a calf so it comes on board <laughs> all right and then oh the sheep that's a really cool illustration too The that, she- that's a goat right? you know oh yeah sorry it's the goat, goat. Yeah. The goat reminds me of um i was getting distracted the goat reminds me of uh what was that a stinky cheese man uh, guy with the illustrations lane
1: lane smith the illustrator or yeah it, it, yeah it, yeah, it, yeah, it, yeah. That's it's got a getting... lane smith look to it
0: yeah i agree i agree anyway so the goat's are like can i come and he says very well but don't kick all okay right. that's fair you don't want anybody to kick anyway yeah so then all these animals everything's going fine on the boat and then the... for no reason then whatsoever. all of a sudden like on a signal. Uh, all of them did what they weren't supposed to do. Right. And they all fall out of the boat, except here's the weird thing. The people, you know, the man and the children are all falling out of this boat Mm -hmm. with their mouths closed. (laughs) (laughs) Who falls out of a boat just going... Yeah,
1: like I say, Mr. Gumpy's kind of, in, in spite of what he says, and I would love to hear a gentle English reader doing his lines and not making them sound super rude. Because in our American twang, there's nowhere but to go with the rudeness on, on these particular
0: lines. Yeah, I'm picturing this in, like, New Orleans. Like, he's mm-hmm. down, he got the Mississippi River. Right, right, you know, right. He's, mm-hmm. he's got the boat. This is what I'm he picturing. He just seems like
1: a calm kind of guy who just goes with the flow and then falls out of his own dang But boat. he
0: must have known that bringing on all these animals yes. was going to have a disastrous result.
1: Of course. And everyone, and I don't know if all these animals can swim. There's got to be at least one that can.
0: Well, apparently Possibly they the all children. can. Okay, they all can. And they all get onto the embankment. Embankment. <laughs> and they uh they all dry off in the fields and then walk. Through the fields, mm. back home because guess what? It's time for tea. Of course it is. So it must be what, three o'clock? I don't is understand. That tea time? I
1: don't understand their tea. I'm gonna I don't say understand it's 3. what time it is. Yeah. So then
0: they're all sitting around this table mm-hmm. uh drinking tea, and I'm pretty sure the cat has like a giant slice of cake. In oh, its whoa, pots. whoa, whoa. Where are the
1: Oh, there's the cake. Yeah.
0: I think that's cake. It could be cheese. I don't want... I think that might be cake.
1: Because it seems to match the red spots on the cake
0: on the table. But so. I'm all about this cat who's just <laughs> holding onto this piece of cake for dear life with its claws straight oh, out. Oh, yeah. You like, try to take that Don't cake back. take my cake.
1: It's my cake. All
0: for me. <laughs> I'm the cat. I I make the rules. So after tea time at mm-hmm. his house, oh, we're, there's more? Uh, they all walk home because he says goodbye Come for a ride another day. So he's Because <laughs> that one worked so well. He's saying goodbye to the kids. So these definitely are not his kids. No, they are not
1: his children. Some And apparently... Wait, how long did tea time take? Because now the moon is up.
0: Yeah, it went from 3 o'clock to, I'd say, about 9 o'clock. No, so that's that, a good tea. That was a six-hour tea, tea time. That's a solid
1: tea time. And that's the end of the book. Okay, so... A couple things about this particular book. Um, so him won, let's see, for this book he won the Kate Greenaway Medal, which is the English version of the Caldecott, which is sort of the top medal. Um, he won the Boston Globe Hornbook Award here in the States, which can go to an import. And then he won the, uh, let's see here, the same honor from the Biennial of Illustration, Bratislava. I don't know what that means, but I like to say the word Bratislava. Okay. It's fun. Now, the Kirkus Review, when this came out, had a, a interesting, first of all, I think they went a little overboard with their description, but they said, Burningham's sketchy yellow lines make the sun shine on his pages, and his animals, sometimes jaunty, more often appealingly hesitant, are his alone, ostentatiously distinctive. Mr. Gumpy has the bumbling charm of an English Mr. Halote. And his outing is an unqualified pleasure. Mr. Holot, which I'm probably mispronouncing, is a French character, has a pipe, gets himself into scrapes. I would disagree strongly in that his personality is nothing like Mr. Gumpy's personality in this particular book. I found a much more incisive uh, critique of this book from a site called Slap Happy Larry, which right there has a great name. You can do whatever you want. Uh, but it self-identifies as being for writing technique geeks and points out that this book is very good for teaching verbs and it points out there are no hard feelings or consequences when everybody falls into the river. It's just sort of the thing that happened. And then they say, of the last image, then they all sit down to tea. I'm heartened to see that there's no housewife at home who has prepared all this for them while they've been away and who will presumably wash all their clothes or perhaps she's presently in the kitchen. But from what you've been saying, I say you you doubt that very much that he has a wife. Oh, at no, no, he's a single guy. He's a single man. Yep. He just likes to punt on his boat. But then he just takes on too much, man. Too much. Uh, I, I, I don't, are we at ratings yet?
0: Ratings time. Ask me if I like this book. Hey, did you like this book? Nope. Oh, bored. Really? bored. really bored. Bored. Bored.
1: Maybe I didn't just read it. I should have read it to you. Maybe I bet you like it
0: more. They get if I read in the boat. They fall out of the boat. They drink tea. The end. Mm. I know <laughs> <laughs> that's technically true. Actually, Brits there's not can... a not a lot of words in this. Here's book. the thing. Brits can be way more entertaining than this book. This is completely forgettable to me. I gave it a three. I don't wow. like it. I like
1: this um fair amount. I like the art. I don't. It, I think it'd be a fun read aloud. Now, have I it's ever not. read this to my children? No, I haven't. To be fair. To be fair. To be fair. Uh, it's kind of easy to forget about if you're yep. American and you didn't grow up with yep. it. And yep. it comes up when we talk about international picture books. But yeah, it's not my favorite. I, I don't dislike it. I don't overly
0: love it. It's a five for me. So with our ratings combined, it's less than a five, so it is not a classic. Good, because I already forgot about it. Okay.
1: <laughs> and she has <laughs> letters time. Ooh. Okay, we got two nice ones today. Nice. First one comes from Jen. Hello, Jen. Um, and Jen is talking about, uh, specifically, she is talking about the book, the Kevin Hankeys book that we just did, Chrysanthemum. And she says, I just reread it with my eight-year-old. I think it's maybe, remember when you said that there was a tail coming out of one of her pockets? Yeah. Yeah. She says, I think it's maybe supposed to be a rabbit's foot in her pocket because it says she loaded her pockets with her good luck charms. Oh. Right. Uh, he, the kid, liked the books the dad was reading and thinks the chrysanthemum on the front cover looks like a bunch of bananas. She's not wrong. <laughs> And then uh, after that, she uh, says, "I've been listening to old episodes between the new ones. I need to come up with some classics to recommend. Have you done any by John Burningham? <laughs> this no, was John Burning Man, Burning Man. Man. Yep. Yes, <laughs> uh, yeah. So the the answer to that is, uh, yes. Thank thank you, Jen. We we, we just did. And uh, <laughs> moving on, Emily. Yes, Emily <laughs> had a had a letter as well, and a bit of a long one. So I'll get right to it." Hello, Elizabeth and Kate.
0: Hello, Elizabeth. How
1: come you're not Catherine? I don't understand. (laughs) I am delighted to have discovered your podcast today. I was reading a review of Big Red Lollipop on slj.com, and off to the side, it recommended your episode about Arthur's nose. I was immediately highly interested, since you would be addressing a topic I had commented on professionally on in the late 1990s, namely, the regression of Arthur's nose. From 1995 to 2001, I was a children's bookseller at Borders Books and Music, store number 37 in Cincinnati, Ohio. When the Arthur television show started on PBS, Arthur became a superstar in that galaxy that included Franklin the Turtle, Spot the Dog, Goosebumps, and Animorphs. As you pointed out, it is ironic that the gradual regression of Arthur's nose over the course of dozens of books is in direct contradiction to the message of the series' first book, which message is, as I see it, Though we didn't use the phrase then, body positivity. Albeit, Arthur's positivity is more akin to resignation. I wrote an article in the staff notebook kept at the information desk with illustrations as evidence about the changes to Arthur's nose over the years. Alas, my article was not preserved, at least not that I know of, and thus my cleverness and expertise on children's literature went undocumented during that period. I loved your astute observations about the text, the illustrations, and the context you gave. I would like to suggest an answer to your question, why Arthur is holding, quote, a shopping bag full of feathers before he sets off to see the doctor. The clue is what is in Arthur's pocket on the cover illustration. I assert that what's in his pocket there is a crumpled tissue, and that the shopping bag, too, contains a multitude of used and unused tissues, along with the other supplies one requires in order to navigate a six-hour school day with a head cold. Growing up in the 80s, a cold was not considered reason enough to stay home from school. That is, not by the overachievers and perfect attendance record pursuers in my circle of friends. We drew the line only at fevers. We did not mind risking sharing one's lesser germs in those days. I'm glad times have changed, and now I move in circles where parents keep their snotty-nosed kids home from school and church. Anywho... I distinctly remember arming myself with supplies to attend school with a code. After taking ActiFed and plopping a full box of Kleenex onto my desk in algebra class, I used my tote bag as a wastebasket for soiled tissues and soldiered on. Thank you for creating this delightful episode, and I look forward to many hours of happy listening. Aww. Very nice. I should say, many people commented on who that mysterious photograph was behind the rhinologist. Um, and and, they're and compe- Arthur's nose. And, and Arthur's nose, and they're completely split. Some say it's Dali with a shorter mustache, and some say it's Walt Disney. Neither of which make a lick of sense. But they are completely split both ways. Interesting. Yeah. All right. Grown-up things we like.
0: Uh, Well, let me go first, because I don't want people to think that I'm all down on the Brits Because after this book. Yeah, man, right. Yeah. Have I mentioned Ted Lasso? Many have, so I have a hard time keeping track, but I don't believe you ever have. No. Okay. I went into this show very skeptical because I'm not a fan of Jason Sudeikis. Yeah, I don't like. His... Well, he hasn't given you a reason to be forever. Yeah, yeah. I didn't really like his acting, his roles, anything he's done. Yeah. However, I so I went into this show going, I'm not gonna like this, mm-hmm. and I went through, it, and there's only one season so far. I went through it. It's amazing. <laughs> it's a great show. It's on Apple TV. Um, It's about a small-time football coach named Ted Lasso. Football? Oh, right. An American football coach, right? Yeah. Yes. Okay. And he's hired to coach a professional soccer team in England despite having no experience coaching soccer. Um, And he's hired on because the woman who owns the soccer league wants to run it into the ground to spite her Mm -hmm. Um, ex-husband. The Ted Lasso character is so nice and funny and just like they just I, I don't know how to explain it other than um you know he's Jason Stegas has won a golden globe for this character so obviously it's worth noting that he's good at what he does uh he's a writer on the show he stars on the show but it's about a guy trying to bring a little good into this world and you can't help but fall in love with the characters both the English and American and it's just a sweet story that I highly recommend you watch. Even if you're skeptical of Jason Sudeikis as an actor, um, I, I think you'll enjoy this show. So it's on Apple TV if you want to check it out. Season two is coming out in July of 2021.
1: Oh, that's good news. I didn't
0: know there was going to be a season two.
1: So. Yep. Very good. Well, that's an excellent choice. Uh, mine is a celebrity's Instagram account, which has never been the case a day of my life. I don't really follow celebrities much, but there is one exception... Uh, Neil Patrick Harris. I enjoy the Instagram account of Neil Patrick Harris. And the reason I enjoy the Instagram account of Neil Patrick Harris, aside from the fact that I once met him and therefore in my brain, this means we're bestest buddies. And someday we're going to hang out all the time <laughs> and have dinners together and our kids will play together and it will be awesome. No. Uh, But this is still the weird fantasy that my brain produces whenever I look at Neil Patrick Harris's Instagram account. Now, recently, he had to film in Toronto, and so he had to quarantine for 20 days. And so he produced, uh, for each one of those days, basically a very amusing video. And as it progresses, he gets nuttier and nuttier and stranger and stranger And it is very fun. So if for no other reason, go to the old Instagram, look up NPH, look at his Instagram and find, it happened very recently, find his uh, 20 days of quarantining. Uh, One of them is him seemingly doing magic, but in fact, he must have done a film and then just plays it backwards, but it's so well done that it is it takes a while to figure out that's what he's doing.
0: He came out with a board game that is only meant for one person and it is incredible. You can get it at Target. It's called Box 1. Um it's full of like puzzles and codes and it's only meant for one person to go through it all. It's it's incredible. It's it's he collaborates with Theory11. They also make um like decks of cards. So yeah, if ever if you're on the Neil Patrick Harris chain, train, choo, 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 choo. Uh, go buy his game Box 1 at Target, because it's super fun.
1: Excellent recommendation on top of my recommendation.
0: I, I'm all about celebrities. Yay! So. <laughs> I'm not.
1: That's okay. I'm all about the children's books. And I should say, Neil Patrick Harris has written a very successful uh, children's book series as well. Are we ever going to do his books on this show? Nope, because they're not picture books. Ha-ha! I know, rare, right? Usually celebrities do
0: picture books. Yeah. Can we do a celebrity picture book next time?
1: Yeah, we can.
0: Okay. If you really, really want to. Yeah, I think we've done a uh, Jamie Lee Curtis one before. Yes, we did a
1: Jamie Lee Curtis. She is probably the best known. There is one person who I would say, some argue, is just as good. Uh, It's up for contention, so... Let's do that one. Oh right then. Okay. And until we do that, I've been Betsy. I'm Kate. Bye. Fuse 8 and Kate is a Fuse number 8 production. You can reach us at fusekate8 at gmail.com. You can follow our podcast on Twitter at fuse underscore Kate. You can follow us on Instagram at fuse8kate. That's fuse number 8kate. Listen to us on Stitcher, Spotify, Google Play, or Player FM, or follow us on iTunes and rate our podcast if you're so inclined. Our music is by Haddon Givens Kime, and our own Neil Patrick Harris is Drew Atienza. Fuse 8 and Kate is a creation of Kate Ramsey and Betsy Bird.